And as I said that, like a thousand millennials. Yeah. Just, oh, I, a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I really have some. Yeah. Some <laughs> complex that he thinks a thousand people are listening to us. Three Alexis. Yeah. Just I, think that, <laughs> I think that was. I'm Michelle. And I'm DJ. And this is Almost Roses and Rejections. I want to call... Wait, can I, can I say the thing? All right. And, and this is Influencers and Blocks. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring. No. But it totally gets at what this thing is. Yeah. So today we are veering from The Bachelor because right now we are in between seasons. Bachelor hiatus. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um... <laughs> And we are going to be talking about the show The Circle. Netflix's The Circle. Netflix's The Circle. I think British television's, British television's The Circle. And then Netflix is like, buy it! Because I think this was a British television oh, was show. was it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I could look that up, but I believe that is the case. A lot of Netflix things are just things they bought from like other countries or parts of the world where like these shows existed. Right. Where it did well. Exactly. So, so The Circle, obviously, is on Netflix. Um, it is a great show if you haven't watched it yet. If you really like, if you really like shows like The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Reality like, TV shows. Reality think, TV shows. I think if you're into any kind of reality TV show, this, this will fit, um, kind of, yeah. like, this niche, niche. Um, also, yes, this was a British television series before Netflix stole it. They didn't steal it. They or, bought it. They sure. paid for it yes that's not stealing that is the opposite of stealing <laughs> um so before they adapted it right um and so what we're gonna do is so just kind of catch everyone up broadly so there's no bachelor on right now the, said that right i'm, I'm expounding further. okay there's no bachelor on right now the, the next bachelor franchise thing that we'll see is uh katie's season of the bachelorette which Mm -hmm. they're probably like wrapping up filming if it didn't already wrap maybe a week ago and will probably air sometime in may like it's usually around when it hits like right after memorial it hasn't been announced yet yeah so we get like a solid like six weeks um where we get to talk about other stuff so we're doing an every other week thing just kind of give us like a little break um so right so this episode we're gonna talk about the circle uh, we're also going to talk about some other stuff, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but this episode is primarily focused on season one of Netflix's The Circle. And we say season one because in two weeks, uh, Netflix is dropping season two. Yeah, we are so excited. So excited! And uh, Netflix um, adapting the, I'll call it the semi-binge model, where if Disney Plus is more like, we will only give you one episode a week, maybe we'll front load with like, you know, three episodes, but then mm-hmm. it's only one a week. One division version. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and the boys did that too on Amazon right. Prime. They did that as well. Uh, what they're what Netflix is doing is so it's on April fourteenth, so Wednesday, April fourteenth. You get um, the first four episodes of The Circle. Ah. The following week, the next four, mm-hmm. four after that, and then oh, interesting. Yep, so a total of twelve, and then a week after that, the finale. So interesting. So it seems like because how they did this season, which we'll talk about, we'll get that last episode. We won't know the winner for another week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think there'll be a lot of speculation and stuff yeah. like that. Um, thank you, Netflix, for leaning into this model. It makes yeah. way more sense than right. just dropping, you know, Everything. thirteen episodes. Yeah, yeah th- th- especially for reality television. Right, 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 right. 
Um, and we we can decide if we want to review the first four episodes or if we want to wait until the uh, season is over and just review the end of it. But that's for a later time. Yeah, maybe like listeners could tell us like what they think. Sure. I had thought of an idea of maybe so like maybe we could just do like a little a circle corner or a, a thing. A... circles literally don't have corners. That's okay. their whole thing. Okay. Well, maybe we'll call it like the 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 circle center or whatever. Uh, the circle tangent, because circles do have tangents. Oh, okay. No. Well, now you're talking about math, and that's where I'm lost. Oh, so you do the circle tangent where, uh, you know, we talk about our main topic, but maybe we just catch everyone up on, like, what's happened in the in the circle verse. You wouldn't rather just do, like, one long episode? We'll see. I, you know, because I'm going to want to talk about it. Mm. I get so few forms to, and this forum's perfect. Mm. So I would argue this is, like, your only form to talk about it. Exactly why really need to take every opportunity. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into this season one. Uh, we hope you watched it, or we hope that we can sway you to watch it. We because... did give you homework. We said <laughs> watch it on the last episode. And we have to, um, I have to say, I know that like early pandemic was, this was pre-pandemic. It was like one of the last pre-pandemic things. It was. So my marker is like, Tiger King mm-hmm. was like the, the first intro. like big pandemic viewing right. thing, right? right? Like everyone watched it. We were right. all stuck inside. The reason that I remember that this is pre-pandemic is because I remember when I started my new job in February, right before the pandemic, I was talking to people at my new job about the circle. Yep. So that's how I know that this happened pre-pandemic. Yeah, I, I think they actually, like, it was like January 20 mm-hmm. It's like when they dropped it. And I remember too, because we were saying like, oh, there's this content drought where there's nothing new right now. And we're like, why aren't they filming the circle? Yeah. It's perfect. This, this really, I don't know when they filmed this, but during quarantine would have been the ideal time to film the circle. And we'll get into that. So let, let's talk about the premise of the circle. Please. Sure. So the way that the circle works is that they put, they have a bunch of contestants. I forget how many they start with, eight? I believe, yes, I believe it's eight. So they started with a number of contestants that could be eight, and they put them all in separate rooms, and none of the contestants have seen each other in person. So everyone basically goes to their own room, and then they get set up with a digital system called the circle. And what you do is you set up your online portfolio and you can chat with other people. Now, here's the thing is that some people represented themselves and who they were. And then you had some people who were catfishing other people. Would you like to explain what catfishing is? Yes. Just in case people aren't aware. If there's anyone who is not aware what catfishing is at this point in 2021, um, catfishing is when you portray yourself differently online as someone else. So, like, typically it's when someone puts themselves as a really beautiful person because they are too ashamed of themselves to be portrayed something else. Or they... Sometimes it's like when, let's say, a guy portrays as a woman because he's trying to get money from dumb boys. So... And, like, respect the game. Also, don't be dumb and don't fall for catfishes online. But that's what this whole series is about well it's not all about well, catfishing because there's the, a show about that yeah, I was gonna say, there's an mtv show called catfish yes. which is all about that check it's it all out about we won't review it. but this show is all about like you have to figure out is this person catfishing or are they just being themselves and you have to bu- they were building alliances among each other yeah it's an interesting social experiment where part of it is you know you know are these people who they really say they are but it, it, it's almost, it's weird. It's it's gamifying mm-hmm. just the idea of social media. Yeah. Um, 
so you know you get people to like you and you can do it by being genuine maybe you do it by being another person i and we've talked about this it really seems like the people who are more themselves tended to do better yeah so we'll talk about i want to talk about two of the intro people because you meet them just day one yeah so day one the two people who i want to talk about are shubam yep um, Shubham is a guy who comes in, I honestly do not remember how old he is because he just looks like he's 15. He's, he's, I, <laughs> he's I, not I 15. think he's like 23. He might be 23. And he's the oldest 23 year old you, like youngest, oldest, sorry, excuse me, he's the young, youngest looking 23 year old you will ever see in your life. Yes. He looks like he's 15. Anyway, so he comes into this social experiment with a distinct hatred of influencers and all things social media. Yeah, and what I he calls say, it social medusa. Yeah, it, it's a little cute term. I would also say just like an overall ignorance of it. Well, yeah, because like, he didn't like it, so why learn right. about it? He, exactly, which what I would say, you know, don't knock it till you try it. But you know, he kind of goes into this whole thing, and you know, he's very family oriented and school oriented, yeah. yes, and you know, very kinda, smart, you know, a, a few amount of close friends, yeah. you know, that kind of deal, right? Right. So Shubham came into this social experiment saying that he was going to be himself 100% of the way through, and if he got eliminated day one, that would be his own choice. At least he was himself genuine 100%. So that was Shubham. On the other end of the spectrum, we have Seaburn, or should we say Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Seaburn went into the circle, this social experiment, uh, by having an image of his girlfriend up. And yep. her name is Rebecca. Now, there, I do actually do want to talk about just one more of the OG people. Okay. So, Seaburn went in as Rebecca, but Seaburn was acting pretty much like himself, aside from pretending to be a girl, and being a little bit more emotional than he usually is. Uh, but other than that, he formed connections with people he would normally form connections with, and uh, just played the game as himself with a facade of someone else. The last person I want to talk about is Mercedes... Yes. And the reason I want to talk about her is because she's on the other end of the spectrum where she is a woman who portrayed herself as a different woman, like a, a, just a very skinny, beautiful model person. And she played herself as a different personality. Yeah. Well, so she herself was lesbian. Yes. And she portrayed herself as a heterosexual woman. So that she could like flirt with the guys and try to gain favor in that aspect. Exactly. So here's your spectrum. You had... On one end, the person who's completely 100% genuine was Shubham. Then in the middle-ish, you have uh, Seaburn, who's playing Rebecca. And he is acting as himself, but with the facade of someone else. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have Mercedes, who is completely acting like someone else with a different picture and just wanted to completely try to dupe people. What was her actual name? Because it wasn't Mercedes. I'm trying to use the Google machine. Is this her? Yes. Karen. Yes. Yeah, Karen. Karen, Karen, yes. Karen acting as Mercedes. Spelt with a Y instead of an E. So she's not like, well, she's not like Karen. Oh, no. She's She's not the meme Karen. In in any sense of the term, is she like, she's not like the meme at all. So anyway, um, okay. So And I believe she was the oldest contestant. I believe she was 38. She was, yeah. And that was the oldest, by the way. Yeah. And we'll, asterisk, we'll talk about it. But she was basically the oldest contestant. Right. So as the show went on, there were um, people talk to each other in groups. Like, 
like a message board essentially. Yeah, it's like if you think of like Facebook Messenger, like how you make group chats, it was just yeah. that. So the girls were like girl chat, and it was yeah. like funny as Seaburn was in it. Yeah. As Rebecca. Yeah. And of course the guys had guy chat. Yeah. So we're already splitting the genders just right, right, right off the bat. But those were chats that were built by the contestants, not by the system. Uh, uh, yes. And it's interesting that they decided to self sort like that. Yes, it is. But like to be fair, they didn't just have girl and guy chat. There were some where it was mm-hmm. like the OG people. Yep, they had chat. I, I've said OG a few times because as the show goes on, some people are eliminated. And after some people are eliminated, they bring in some new people. Yep. And what we've watched is that the OG people tended to have a stronger favor for the other OG people. Not to say that they ever didn't turn on some OG people. But they 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 were quicker to turn on some of the newer people than they were on, like, each other. You know what's interesting is I think that is a theme through a lot of reality television. And we talked about it with The Bachelor. I think they recently tapped into it mm-hmm. by bringing in the new contestants. Yep. So for Tasha's season, it was kind of out of necessity. Yeah. For Matt's season, they did it as a gimmick. But both times, those mm-hmm. things happened those things happen now i tasia season the results weren't like as disastrous as matt season because yeah. matt season we've talked about already but got way out of hand um interesting with the circle it's not it doesn't get to like the like what are you doing here right and i think part of it is because like it's not like we're vying for someone we're just all yeah. kind of here but there is a distrust yes there there and that's They're just more, a very interesting right. thing people are more likely to like, the the original people are more likely to trust the other original people than they are yep. to trust the new people who come in. Yep. But I definitely think that there's something strong that you're saying where it's like... And it's interesting because even in The Bachelor and Bachelorette, they, they're all, they all have the same end goal, right? Which is to win. Yes. And in this, it's no different. The end goal is still the same, that the people want to win. But, but they still just i don't know it's very it's very unique but i want to talk a little bit about um some of the things that they had to do yeah right so i'm not gonna talk about every single game that they played but every episode the contestants like played a game yeah and they were like interesting ways to like have these quasi bonding experiences so i want to there's two in particular that i want to call out mostly because they're the most memorable to me mind you we watched this january last year so well we did give ourselves a refresher yeah we, uh, a little bit we, but like we watched just the finale before this because it had it's a nice recap pretty yes. much like i more or less remembered like everything that went on of, you remember every single game i of note okay of note. so the two games that i want to talk about is first of all there was a painting game um where the contestants had to paint one of the people the that, contestants the other the, contestants yeah. Now, they only have these pictures to go off of, so they had to paint based on these pictures. Yeah, so you had, like, your profile picture, but then, like, on your Facebook page, you have your other photos. So they had their profile picture with, like, three other photos that they could have, just to get an idea of the person. And as the the show went on, they had the ability to, like, add photos. So, like, and it was tricky, right? Because, like, if you added the wrong type of photo, people might start assuming that, like, you're the wrong, like, you're a different person. Yeah. Or, like, that you're trying to portray yourself as someone that you're well, not. I mean, we did that. Uh, the one girl, Sammy, and that's why I get back to the game, this off of yeah. this circle tangent. Ah. Okay. Um, <laughs> with Sammy, we were like, oh, man, that photo is just, like, showing a lot of butt. Yeah. So, like, this girl yeah. must, you know, we'll lo- get- you know love to let's, hook up with guys. Let's talk about 
We were proven to be wrong, but yeah. Let's talk about the games first, and then we can go into some of the people. I don't want to talk about every single person. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I I just meant, like, the the idea of, like, you know, you you find yourselves doing some of the same things that their contestants are doing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they're making the assumptions, like, oh, my God, we're making those assumptions. And it's interesting because of the way, like, they play the game. Like, you're almost playing along with them, except you get to see everything. Yeah, I was going to say. You get a little bit of a sneak peek into... The background it's, and who's who. Like but... the, it, it's really effective for like the first episodes and when new people come aboard. You get yeah. to kind of like figure out like what's yeah, their yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because I, I do want to talk about some of yeah. the people, specifically the people who you meet in the very beginning, so that we're not like spoiling yeah. anything. But um, but these games, so like they had to paint each other, and that was really fun and interesting, very funny. But we got to talk about the cake game. Yeah, the cake games, the okay. best game the whole time. It is the best. So they basically they get these like gift baskets and boxes delivered yeah. to their door and then they have to play this game where they have to assemble and decorate a cake they didn't have to bake it themselves right no they just, it, it they was... just had to assemble and decorate a cake yeah they were given baked box cakes yeah. like if that part was done yeah it's true they just had to like put it together and then like frost it and decorate it and that was like the whole challenge yeah but it was so funny and fun to watch like because some people were like did really well and then there were other people who just did not and speaking of other people i think this is a great transition into some of our humans that we want to talk about yeah why don't you talk about your favorite contestant all right so my favorite is joey joey's the best um how do i explain joey so joey is every italian guy you've met down at seaside heights yeah he's from the jersey short basically yeah just wearing a tank top and hair grease back gold chains hey bro what's up yeah except like he's much nicer joey's the best version of that kind of person and it's the also and this is one of those examples of like you think you know who this person is Mm -hmm. and you kind of learn something along the way Mm -hmm. one of the like we you know it's not too spoilery but like one of the interesting friendships that develops along the way are um shubam and joey yes who are are, like the two most different people right so shubam as a reminder was the one who's very anti-social media yeah young kid young like doesn't party Right, right not a party, partier. Very anti-social media, very yeah. genuine. And Joey, but that's because Joey, also a very genuine person, but, like, you yes. don't get that immediate impression from him. Yes. Because you're like, this guy is just like every other, like, yeah. Seaside Heights, Jersey, bro, bro yeah. Italian. Gabagool! Yeah. Oh, please don't. <laughs> um, so, so Joey makes the worst cake. Yeah. He is like a child... Like, literally, like, he's, like, smearing the cake with his hand. It was, like, finger painting. It was, like, finger painting. And it was just, like, this is not good. <laughs> like, but uh, I love Joey, because he's... And you learn. And, like, I'm sorry if this spoils anything for anyone. I don't think it will. But, like, Joey's just very, like, he is a good person. And you yeah. learn that throughout the show. And, like, it's just nice to see that kind of genuine from him. Yeah, and because I think one of the things is, so, you know, how this show's kind of constructed, like, they're, they're all in their own, like, one-bedroom apartments, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, they, you know, they have these, like, they're nice, right? They're these nice apartments, yeah, but, yeah. like, they're, they're all insulated, right? Yeah. You know, save for, like, their little cutaways, uh, one person can go to the rooftop uh, hot tub. Yes. They're probably, like, scheduled time. Yeah. You know, someone gets to go to the gym. Yeah. Things like that. But but in, in terms of uh, uh, human-to-human contact, besides them and probably the producer sitting in the room with them, which we should talk about at some point, um, yeah, we'll all yeah. of their social interactions are through this Circle app. Yes. So it's so interesting to see how the these bonds that they make and then 
for the finale when when they do like the like the after the final rose basically mm-hmm. of this show yeah. and all the people are there you see those human to human interactions and it's amazing yeah, it's, it's very the good. best shit yeah it is very good and the show transitions you along the way so well i think mm-hmm. we're you know i don't know if they made this show in a lab or how they tested it but they find ways to take all these different parts of reality tv with no human to human contact yeah and it's so interested and you're vested and my guess is is that and this is my guess my guess is the amount of raw data they have must oh be in in the thousands of hours and i'm not even joking if you think each no, person they never stop filming mm-hmm. from multiple camera angles in each person's room because think about it they have all of those cameras in every person's room and that's just constantly going because they're not going to miss anything so they probably have thousands of hours of footage thousands, right if thousands you, in terms of like like you know two people in a day is 48 hours of footage yep. they probably have thousands of hours of footage yep and what we, you're seeing is the best stuff yeah so i think that the show must have like the best editing team yes. and there might be editors assigned to a person i'm sure like you four you get joey yeah. you four you get seaburn yeah. and it's like oh my goodness yeah 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 So a lot of work goes into the show. It's put together very well. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of good things to say about the show. There's some not so good things, which we'll get to, but um, uh, what else do you want to talk about the show? Well, I'd like to talk about some of my favorite people. Oh, yeah, you should talk about your your very favorite person. Okay. (laughs) This guy. (laughs) My absolute favorite person is Chris on the show. Uh, Chris Sapphire. You gotta say his his whole name. His whole name is Chris Sapphire. He does not go by Chris Sapphire. He just goes by Chris. Like, he's not that much of a diva. Well, we're introduced to him as Chris. But I love him so much. His fashion will always be better than mine, and his makeup will always be better than mine, and he is just perfect. It's pretty incredible. So how would you describe Chris? Chris. So he's um he's so he's very spiritual. He yes. talks about spirituality a lot. Yeah. He's very open, right? Yeah. Like you meet this guy, like he would light up a room. Yeah. Like, oh, like yeah. he would walk into a room and you're like, oh, did someone just like come yeah. in? Like he's there. His presence is outstanding, incredibly positive, somehow always smiling. Yes. He, like he there's some points where he like breaks a little, but I think like if I were to put like one word to Chris Sapphire, it'd be like positivity. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, like, the positive king or mm-hmm. queen. I don't know what she would prefer. Mm. But, um, yeah, this guy is, like, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. He's an incredible human. Yeah. Uh, has a really good story. Uh, so, he's, he's from Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Talks about uh, being raised by his mom under, like, not-so-great means. Like, they didn't have yeah. a lot growing up. And, um, you know, he, like, he used to be really heavy. He used to, like, have a lot of acting. He looked good. Had, like, body image issues. Mm -hmm. Got over it. Um, said he found God when he was, like, 14 14. or 15. What uh, what was the thing he said? Uh, Godfidence. He's like, I don't have confidence. I have Godfidence. And it's just, like... To, to see this in a person who, like, you know, I'll be honest, like, if you're stereotyping, if you were to look at him, you wouldn't think of him as a spiritual person. No. But he is. That was, like, really cool. Yeah. It's, like, really, really cool to see. Um, and uh, I don't know where to talk about this now, but he gets, like, a really cool real-world effect of just, like, him being on the show. Let's... I'll save it. Yeah, Bookmark it. it. All right. But yeah, so that's Chris. Chris Sapphire. Thank you for talking about my favorite person. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love him so much. I'm sorry. Please continue. I'm no. sorry. He is very good. Um, there is a really... You know, I don't even want to spoil it. You watch the show, you'll find there are some funny parts, specifically when um, Seaburn as Rebecca starts talking about Chris. Yes. Um, and the other women, like, talk to... <laughs> talk to Rebecca as if she's, like, dumb because, obviously... 
But either way, Chris is just a very good presence. Every time he was on screen and said something, I found myself smiling. Very happy, good, well-maintained looking person. And just like, just very funny and very quippy. Always had like, yeah, very, no, he, he must have had a ton of editors, footage kind of stuff. I, I can't even imagine... What, what was left on the cutting room floor, I can't even imagine. He was a font of, like, just 2020 quip, quips. Like, spilling tea, yeah. Miss Thang. Yeah. Like, <sighs> there can only be one Beyonce. He was just... Perfect. Yeah. Now, my other favorite person uh, was Sammy. Sammy. But Sammy was not originally my favorite person, if you remember. I do. So, Sammy really grew on me. Yes. As a person, because she's one of those people that you see and you immediately stereotype. Um, because, like... And, like, what you touched upon earlier, the photos that she presented herself with were, like, very, um... They're not revealing, but they're very, like... They're kind of promiscuous. Yeah, that's probably a good way of putting it. Right. So, like... Not in, like, a bad way. No, not in a bad way. They're just promiscuous. And the thing is that I've learned, or I've taught myself based on my experiences, that people who post promiscuous photos tend to be, like, not great people. So my brain makes that association. Oh, if you feel the need to post promiscuous photos... You must not be a great person. And what I learned from the show is that that is not true. Right. That some people just have a good body and take photos like that and aren't trying to get people to flirt with them or aren't trying to get people to like, like they're not looking for acknowledgement on that. They just feel good about themselves. So that's what they're looking for. Yeah. I think one thing that this show, you know, kind of got into, which I thought was good. You know, I, I think, especially in the social media landscape, landscape, excuse me, we really, you know, come to expect like sex positivity from men. Like, shirtless photos, you know, just showing off, like, everything and be like, yeah, party and chicks and everything, blah. And we're like, oh, just, like, boys being boys, right? But with sex positivity with women, we're closer to shame them. Like, how dare she? She should cover up more. I think that we're... we're improving yes we're we're getting better yes and i i think um sammy is a good example of where i would not uh i'm, I'm sure you'll talk about these things where i i would not really identify her as like a sex positive personality but she does uh put up promiscuous photos yeah. so like to say you could have both yeah mm-hmm. yeah i don't want to again this is tough because i'm i don't want to like spoil things for people but i will just say like a, a quirk that Sammy yeah. has. We might have to have a spoiler alert section at the end because I do want to talk about who wins because it would be a shame. Oh, well, then we're people... going to, we'll have to cut, say, stop listening yeah, here. We'll, yeah, we'll be like, we'll give the flags all like, spoiler alert, yeah. spoiler alert. Um, that's so, the sound effect that's going to oh, be. Oh, please. Anyway, so one of the quirks that Sammy has um, is that when, when anyone tried to flirt with her, would say something like flirty with her, she would make kind of like a gaggy noise. Do like, you want to, do you want to do it? Yeah, you want to be like, Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that because I just thought it was the funniest thing because it's like so true. You read something where someone's like, "Hey, babe, you look good in that photo." And it's like, huh? and then, well, and you, you two would have like the same reactions, yeah, yeah. and you really identified with her. It was funny because like she would be reading out loud what someone sent to her, and her and I would react at the same time, and we both mm-hmm. go, huh? <laughs> "It's like," and I just like resonated with that because like any women listening who have gotten those unsolicited messages yes. unsolicited pictures unsolicited advice whatever it is yeah. all knows that feeling of just being like grossed and skeezed out unless there are some women who like like that yeah, attention that's true that's true but this is where i resonate with sammy where it's like not looking for that don't want any of that and that's why like one of the things that was so unique to me about sammy is that she had these photos where she looked awesome in them and whenever anyone tried to like reach out to her regarding it 
her genuine immediate reaction was like, ew, no. And I just, like, that was so new to me mm-hmm. to see, like, this person who was like, yeah, I have these photos up because I think I look baller in them. And she did. Just always but she that like she wasn't looking for that attention she didn't even try to use it to her advantage in the game that's just like who she was as a person yeah and i thought that was great and what was interesting was um so you know and we learned from her she talks about how she isn't really a flirtatious person Mm -hmm. that's just not who she is she's she's not really a romantic type yeah she just likes to pick up those photos and that's amazing what you know interesting was uh karen slash mercedes right she saw Sammy's photos and did have that negative reaction. Like, yeah. oh, this girl put up these photos. She's just trying to get some, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that. And and yeah, I, I think this show, one of the things this show does very well. So two, two points I'll just make like, real quick. One, very diverse cast in mm-hmm. like every sense. So yeah. I'm talking obviously gender, ethnicity, um, uh, like preference. Not, um, not so much age. They definitely stuck within like a specific age. Yeah, when 38's the top, you're like, and and, and that I, was like a stretching. It and top. we we gotta talk about so and so who yeah, was yeah, brought we'll as there. a novelty, right? Yeah. Um, but sure. So age could have been more diverse. Um, but other than that, yeah. But I would say also in terms of like background, oh, and by yeah. background I mean like one person was like, <laughs> like Big Bang Theory nerd, right? Uh, Adam, right? Like. I wouldn't consider him Big Bang Theory. Nerd. He was he was with the show once you have as like the nerd character, right? If yeah, they're like yeah. casting that archetype, like yeah. they're putting him in that slot. And you have your bros and like you have like your different you feel like your Sammies, but then you were Mirandas who were very sex positive mm-hmm. and like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, definitely more of that type. Uh Karen, who I would say probably more I would probably say like like conservative. She was as, she was in there to play the game and win. Yes. That's what that's, she... Thank you. That's a really yeah. good way of putting it. But, yeah, but it's also, in terms of, like, her experience, you know, like, more of a, like, not who you would think of as, like, an avid, like, social media. Oh, I, yeah. She had, like, a blue-collar job, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You had a blue-collar worker in there, mm-hmm. right? Who... <laughs> Who, who was a person of color yeah. and a lesbian. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> like, the, amazing. Was, yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. If you can't handle any kind of homosexuality, this is not the show no. for you. Um, But I, I applaud this show, you know, for doing that. I think there are some franchises, side-eye, who could actually probably learn from the circle. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> so, okay. So, we talked about the minigames, we talked about the people. Well, uh, this is one thing I would like to talk about. Uh, I would like to talk about the circle interface. I'd like to call it because this was very funny we joked about this like the whole show so the the command for the app oh, was yeah. <laughs> almost like kind of like a like how you would talk to your um alexa yeah like alexa tell me the time and as i said that like a thousand yeah. just oh, a I- thousand <laughs> <laughs> i really have some yeah some complex that he thinks a thousand people are listening to us three alexas yeah. just... I, think that, I think that was okay <laughs> i'm not editing that out um <laughs> So, um, so you would say, hey, circle. Yeah. And that would be the command. And it would be like, so this is how they would say it. And and I found the cadence very funny. And they were all coached because they all had this exact same cadence. So let me give it a shot. Hey, circle, send a message to Michelle. Hey, Michelle, good morning. How are you doing? I was thinking about hitting the gym today. I'm feeling pretty lonely in the apartment and haven't lifted some weights in a while. What were you thinking about doing today? smiley face emoji oh and let's throw in a fire emoji (laughs) and a muscle flexing emoji yeah that looks good circle send now we laughed about this because there was one point where the realization just kind of struck me 
that there's no, this interface is not like the most advanced interface in the world that completely understands. There's definitely just a guy sitting in the room typing what they're saying. Well, and like what really gave it away is, and let's throw in a fire emoji. Or when they were as like, a, what's that emoji? The one that looks like this? <laughs> oh, and they would shrug. They would shrug and be, they'd be like, the one that is like this? And then they would pop up on screen and I'm like, what kind of advanced technology do they think this is? It's definitely just a guy like, oh, the shrug emoji. Uh, I, 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 I did not want that person's job. Because they are just sitting at a computer over in the corner, just like hearing this stuff and be like, man, my four years at Berkeley really paid <laughs> off, huh? I feel I feel worse for the people watching who think that the system is actually smart enough. No one to... does. I'm sorry. And if you were listening and you did, I'm like really sorry to tell you that say... like Santa Claus isn't real, but... Yeah, the circle is not this like the most complex AI system that exists. There's definitely just a guy sitting there with a keyboard typing what people are saying. And it was just, it was just a very fun discovery that we, so whenever they were like, and a winky face emoji, eggplant emoji, and the water emoji, and it was just like, oh, and can maybe like three fire emojis. Oh, but put them between each of the other emojis, yeah. so it's like fire this, fire this, fire this, <laughs> and you're like, it was, man, Steve Jobs, man, he, he could have never imagined that we would get this far in such a short time. It was, it's pretty entertaining to watch. Um, there are some moments where like. It's a little cringy to watch the people talk to each other because, like, you do feel like you're, like, intercepting messages that you shouldn't be. Yeah, it's it's not a perfect show by any means. Like, it's a weird Truman show for us. Yeah. I mean, at least they know. Mm-hmm. Like, at least, like, they're in mm-hmm. on it, right? You know, but um, seeing the interactions, mm-hmm. um, there was one in particular where uh, there were two catfish, Adam, yes. who was just a guy but hunky, and then Seaburn, Rebecca, who we talked about, and they were on like a date, like a quasi date. <laughs> that and, was fun. And they were like kind of like hitting on each other. Yeah, they were and like both doing m- it poorly. Mildly flirting, but poorly because Adam is married and. That killed me, yo. Yeah. I that was killed like, me. Wah. Anyway, um, you know what we didn't talk about, which feels pretty important? How the circle works, like in regards we, to the show. Yeah, we put a half hour in, maybe we should talk about the mechanics of the yeah, circle? Yeah. All okay. Right. So, as a quick overview, the circle works in that at the end of the day, or like however many days it is. There's like a period, at right? Of like of the, three days. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the period of a period of time, they have everyone vote on who they think should be, uh, or like who the. I don't know if it's like the best. It's, it's a rank oh, order. They yeah, do a rank order. They have you rank all of the other people within the circle, so you get to see how some people rank other people, why they rank them that way, stuff like that. And then the people who are the top two get to be the influencers of the week. Or, they get like a cool dinner. Yeah, they get to go on, like to a virtual dinner. Well, like they go to a room where they can't see each other, but like they get to eat a nice dinner. But those two people get to decide which of the bottom two people have to get sent home. Yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic. The The one thing that like, I did love about the show is like just the idea of ranking people is kind of like yeah. easy. But, but it, also it's interesting because it's not like they're getting ranked on their looks or anything. They're getting ranked on their actions and how they talk to people and stuff. I mean, it's a little bit off looks, I guess, because there are photos up there. But but it's not like, it's not so much of the, like, judgmentally kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just the, even the idea, regardless of the context, it's like you're ranking people, Okay, right? but like, like that like, same thing is when The Bachelor and Bachelorette and every cooking show we watch and everything, there's right, always right, judging right. and ranking. It just, okay, happens. I, you know what it is? It's like you're seeing it raw, right? Yeah. And, and 
I think the hard thing for us is, you know, some of their, they're working on like false assumptions. Yeah. Right. And, that's and, the game. and I understand that I'm explaining <laughs> the game. All I'm saying is the, the facets of that game that exist make some of the parts uncomfortable to watch. Right. I, I think that's just like kind of a natural reaction where, like you said, you're, you're getting like, you're getting a sneak peek in some of these messages mm. and you know, you're even seeing how in messages things can get misconstrued. Right. Because not only are you seeing that, you're seeing both ends of the reaction and you're like, you could see how both yeah. people would react in that certain way just because of the miscommunication aspects right, of right. it. And the things ratcheted up because the person at the end was $100,000. Yeah, She also does true. that in too. So, yeah. like, there's a lot of stakes to play. Right. So, again, the top two people get to be the influencers. They get to decide which of the bottom two people have to be sent home. And then after a certain period of time, they kept bringing people in. And I was curious why they kept bringing people in until towards the end. And it's because, well, after all, there would just be no one. So they had to... Yeah brings like shuffle some new people in yeah um also uh when someone left they got to meet a person in real life right like of their choice so like let's say uh, someone named jennifer what which is not a real character of the show but let's say someone named jennifer was voted home because i don't want to say anyone's names because i don't want to give anything away but let's say this person jennifer was sent home and they were like i don't think that shoe bomb is actually who he says he is so my last my only visit of the night before i get sent home is to go visit this person's room to see who they are yeah and so she would go to his room and see who that person is as a person and then do they leave a little message they do so so go kind of in order so they get to meet the person, and I thought this was one of the best parts of the show. It is. Because the reactions are so good, yeah. and because there isn't a ton of human-to-human interaction, getting to see that is like, that's awesome. Yeah. It's cool to see that. Yeah. You see? And sometimes it's rage, sometimes it's humor, sometimes it's romance. Yeah. Oh. It, rarely is it like, you know, they stay mad, they're like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, like, no, it's not, it's not like huge It usually rage. cools, like, even when the person's like, oh my god, you voted me off, it's like, no, I just didn't. And it's funny, because they're like, I just thought you were this this and this and they're like i'm not this this and this yeah. at all and yeah they kind of come to that understanding we don't know how long those meetings are they could be you know um five minutes they could be an be hour. half hour yeah hour. Yeah. absolutely right we right we see about you know two and a half minutes yeah if that. um but those are fun and then yes the person who gets booted off gets to leave a little cryptic message they can't mm-hmm. give anything away but they show obviously. their pictures so yes. like you can see if they were really who they said they were or if there's someone else yeah. and stuff like that yeah well so like they the, the person talks to you so you see the profile picture and it's like Adam, hunky oh, dude. Yeah. And then you see, hey, it's me, Adam. And everyone's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And he'll be like, uh, I can't believe I got voted off. You're very happy to be here. But it, it, it'll be good to you for all to know that one person isn't who they seem. Mm. Or they can't seem who, but they leave a little like cryptic yeah, message. Yeah, like yeah. in The Bachelor, when like the girl or guy leaves, and they leave a little cryptic message for yeah. the leave. Like, just so you know, Matt, there are some women here who don't have your best interest at heart season that was colton season wasn't it yeah it really fucked him up yeah. like really <laughs> really messed with him so so yeah so that happens and it's really fun because then everyone gets who did he visit what happened what's going and on and they all ask each other yeah, rightfully did he visit so you? did he visit and you some people have to kind of like like lie tell truth because yeah. everyone can't say wasn't me because yeah. then you know someone's lying so you have to be like yeah he visited me but like if Adam was like, someone isn't who they seem they are, yeah. it's like, oh, well, if he visited you, you aren't who they yeah. seem they are. So you need to play with yeah. it so carefully. And it's great because it's it's also this really fun detective game. The Circle crams so many genres yeah. into this 
pretty unique concept and even like a reality tv show because so the other netflix so there's the same production team behind the circle that is too hot to handle Mm -hmm. and i would say too hot to handle is a more by the numbers um reality tv show that it's like you've seen love island you've basically seen too hot to handle whereas the circle is i don't know what show to comp it to right yeah like it's kind of real world in that they're all kind of quote-unquote living together but that's about where the similarities end because there's a ton of anonymity thrown in and then it's kind of like catfish because there is that element so they took like bits from every mm-hmm. MTV show and then they kind of crammed it all into this really fun concept. And yeah. I think it really lands. I think yeah. this show really, really lands. Same, same. It is, if you're on the fence about watching it, if you're still on the fence about watching it. I mean, I don't know how. We've given yeah. it like a ringing endorsement. Yeah, it's, it's a very easy watch. It's a very like fun watch. If you watch one episode, if you watch like five, there's also, it's super easy to break up the episodes. I remember there'd be time where like they would do a challenge and then after the challenge, we they never, would pause. We never watched at the designated episode breaks. It's true. We would stop where we felt we wanted yeah, to stop. We'd be like, okay, well we have to go somewhere. So let's watch up until the end of this. And so they'd finish a challenge and we would stop. And then like we would watch the beginning of an episode, but we'd stop right after they introduced the new people and then we'd stop we <laughs> joked that the circle could have been a 13 hour movie yeah. that we just yeah. did systematically i have a feeling that with the new format we're gonna want to watch them all as they come out yeah so like the kind of quasi binge yeah, where yeah. it's like look come on let's let's get these yeah i will say too another thing that makes the show great again if you're on the fence still uh, one thing that makes the show unique i would say from most reality tv shows even include actually definitely including too hot to handle um all those shows have hero edits and villain edits Yes. These certain characters you're supposed to root for and ones who are the more villains. Yes. The circle somehow does not have that. It's true. You pick who you want to root for. Yeah. And Michelle and I had that. Yeah. Like, you get your favorites watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette, but you, like, gravitate toward the same people, and you're yeah. like, Victoria's dumb, and yeah. I don't like what this person's doing. Yeah. But you can have your reason to root for every single person because yeah. I think you see yourselves like in different people. Yeah. I really identify with like a lot of shoe bomb stuff, like, you know, especially in like my early twenties and not being super confident mm-hmm. and being like, I kind of don't like a lot of this right. stuff. And even if you can't relate to some of these people, just seeing who they are, you could really like them. Or like, if you didn't like someone, like it was just fun to watch what happened with them and like yeah. seeing I don't, it was just really an interesting it's, like dynamic of seeing people and it's it's so different than something like the real world where you see how they all judge each other yeah because you don't you just are, see what they've written to each other and what they're telling like the camera or saying out loud in the room or yeah there's no itm right it's just all what's itm in the moment the confessional Okay, why didn't you just say confessional? I, I don't know. I, 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 There's I no confessionals about... in the circle. It's So it's like, they just like talk out loud. And probably yeah. because the producers had to say, any thought you have, we need you, you, gotta, to... you gotta say it out loud. The agreement must have been like, well, if you're gonna go on this show, you're gonna have no inside thoughts. You're yeah. only gonna have outside thoughts because it's the only way the show fucking works. Even if you have to make up the, out, the, the inside thoughts to outside thoughts, you know, do that. Um, mm-hmm. But I really do think it's the great thing about this show that you are not right or wrong for rooting for any of these people. Right. They're all viable none of them are villains you might like have your reasons for liking or not liking some of them but i don't yeah. think any of them are presented as like you know like bad yeah. guys like yeah. even like so my least favorite was ed yeah i, I, well, I want to briefly talk about ed if i if i may yeah okay there's a little it's a little 
spoilery because he doesn't come until later in the season. Yeah. So like I, it's a little spoilery. How about from so we given the premise of the show. I think we've yes. had as much as we can say about the show in the broad sense. Okay, yes. So we are at the point, I'll say it, we are at the point where if you don't want to be spoiled anymore, we're not gonna talk about anything else that is not spoilery. Everything yes. from now on is going to be spoiler. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> Yeah, or thank you. And even the same one. Everything from here on forward is going to be spoilers. I can't help but feel like I've given you enough time yeah. to turn off the podcast. And if you want to know what we're doing next week, jump to like two minutes before the end of the podcast. We'll yeah. stop talking about the circle. So right. jump to like a minute or two before the end of the podcast to hear what we're doing. Yeah. Sorry, I want to talk about Ed. Yes. This is the last chance. Like, jump off now. Jump off. All right, I want to talk about Ed and his mom. Yes. So Ed was like, he was like, like, <laughs> he was the um, Ken to Joey's Ryu, right? Like, they're what? both kind of the same person. So Ryu and Ken, Street Fighter. Oh, they're more. jeez. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, Street Fighter is like a lot of diverse characters, but Ken and Ryu were like kind of the same one, no, except Ryu's from I Japan and followed... Ken's from a. I never followed the Street Fighter. Also, so... know your audience. There's, I'm sure that that went over most of our audience. Tweet head. at Rose's Rejections or at Zippy by Day to tell me that you understood that sweet Street Fighter reference. Or tweet at Rose's Rejections and say, there's no way I would have forgotten that Street Fighter reference because that was me. Um, so anyway. So he was like a different version of Joey. Yeah, just a different sure. kind of bro guy. Yeah. But his twist, and it was like the weirdest twist, he was there with his mom. Yeah. And his mom was, I don't think, did they tell us his mom's age? She was easily in her late 40s at a minimum at a i'm saying at her youngest this woman was in her yeah. late 40s so she she was like technically the oldest contestant but she i really like, she wasn't really like a contestant right because yeah. it wasn't her photo up um truly the oldest contestant was karen she was 38 um it would have been interesting to see does this show work so they were also all single yeah. Adam was married and Seabird had a girlfriend, but they all pretended to be single. Right. It would have been interesting. Like, could you do this show with, like, DJ mm -hmm. and I go on there and, like, I'm myself and I'm, like, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. And, like, could I, in like, engender, right? Because, like, I got no flirtatious stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Kind of bothered me with Adam because he was, like, flirting with some a of the girls. And he's so, married. Right. So, Adam, we, we briefly talked about Adam, but Adam himself, I can't remember his real name. His real name was not Adam. Adam was the name of his, You're right. his guy. Are you sure his name was not yeah. also? Okay. So, because they, because they talked about it during the finale, and Lord, I can't remember his name. Um, he, he didn't make the cut here because he's not one of the. <laughs> um, oh, uh, we'll keep talking while I try so and find his real name. Adam, Adam, well, this guy whose character's name was Adam was a very nerdy guy who was married. He had cats, stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. But he flirted with every single girl. Alex? Alex. Alex. Okay, so dumb. Yeah. He should have just been Alex. Yeah. Be Alex. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't even know why you'd bother changing your name. So he is like, he was like a shorter, like not super fit guy, glasses, he's married, but he posted pictures of like this muscular huge guy yeah. whose name was Adam who flirted with every single woman that was there. Yeah. Got him sent home. He yeah. was you know not why? long for this world. This is something that DJ and I have talked about a lot, but the people who acted as other people, completely as other people, were the ones who like got sent home almost immediately. Yeah. So like... A woman came on, and we're in the spoiler section, so I'll say it. A, a girl came on. Cannot remember. Sean? Sean. Sean. Sean came on, 
And she, the only thing that she did different, she was a heavier set woman, but she posted skinny pictures of yeah. like a different woman. But like still her yeah, kind she of. she was being herself. Like she yeah. was acting like herself, but with a different photo. Um, But I, I don't remember how long it took for her before she decided. She eventually came out and was like, guys, this isn't who I really am. I would feel much better if I revealed my true self. Yeah. And so she posted a picture of who she really was. Yeah. Now, the tricky thing is, no, she got, I don't know if she immediately got sent home or if she got sent home the next episode. It, it wasn't it immediate, was, but it was pretty close. It was pretty to, close. But it was the, as close as you could get without you, being immediate. You know what the problem was? I feel like people didn't trust her because she came in and admitted that she lied and people were probably like, well, what else are you lying the about? The lesson is... Just come in as yourself. Or commit to the or lie. Or commit to the lie. Because Seaford as Rebecca did make it to the final five. It's true. Which was like the cutoff. Like the, all yeah. of the finalists was one through five. Yeah. Uh, which was, and we'll say, and I won't say like, oh, we're in spoiler section, but whatever, for dramatic effect. Uh, so the finalists were Joey, Chris, Seaburn, slash Rebecca, Sammy, and Shuby. Shuby. Um... The my favorite thing that Rebecca or Seaburn did or said incorrectly. I'm sure every woman who's watched can relate. But he was in the girls' chat with the girls, and um, Sean was actually like, "Oh, you know, I have really bad cramps today." And Seaburn, who I don't know why he even felt the need to interject any kind of information, but he said when. My he basically said like when my time of the month comes my left side really hurts and all the girls are like what I've never heard that before so I'm like what and in the finale the, after the final rose equivalent yeah. he's like yeah my girlfriend told me that and it's like you're a fucking liar so, you're, you you better be giving your girlfriend a big old thing of roses for yeah. that cover she's giving you well either so now it's possible that like maybe there was one time that that happened where like what if she was gassy and it happened to hit her heel. maybe she was laying like, weirdly what if, like maybe yeah like what if she just happened to have a cramp in her side and it happened to be that time of the month and like causation correlation <laughs> maybe she came back from Muay Thai and got hit in the side yeah. really hard yeah <laughs> and it just happened to be that time of the month and kudos for her for going to Muay Thai during that time can, of the month can you imagine she's like fuck my left side really hurts from you know like from from like taekwondo and he's just like oh your time of the month sorry yeah right oh must be that time of the month fucking idiot um um so yeah it it, it was interesting like to see like the people for for her for sean right who um she has that revelation and 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 gets sent home um so when when i was man i got like so far removed from this point but i was gonna say ed was my least favorite but the only reason was it was because like i just found him kind of like boring and uninteresting and like the, the, the back and forth with his mom were, like, kind of fun. Like, the only way you could cast him is, like, you gotta bring your mom. You are not yeah. solely interesting enough well, to be it's here. it's not even that. It's, you are interesting, but we have someone like you who's better already, so we need you to do something else. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, literally just like Joey, except not as wholesome and also just not as good. Ed was slightly more allergic to shirts, too. Yes. Really seemed like he had a shirt allergy. <laughs> um, oh my god, what was I gonna say? So we got you know, Sean. Um, oh, you know who my least favorite was? Oh. Literally just left my brain because he's just can so I guess? boring. Yes. Bill. Yeah. I can't even remember his name, but that's probably the guy. Uh, it's crazy. He's just like the guy, right? Yeah. The most interesting thing about him is I remember he had a dog. He did have a dog. I So let me try and describe Bill. Okay. So Bill is, if you were to go to Walgreens, 
things and you picked up like maybe the stock photo has like a mountain climber in there because you really want to think that you, thank you the stock photo has a surfer in mm -hmm. there because it's like yeah you want to mm -hmm. put your action shot photo in her in here that's bill yeah that's bill yeah like good looking but not super good looking and like just kind of there like good enough to be in a stock photo image with a dog and like that's it yeah and uh yeah so you know obviously there were some people who are more memorable more memorable than others um the ones who are not really do get sent home oh my like <laughs> by felicia yeah um it's interesting i i think the show one of the things about it that, you know, it, it really keeps its legs is, you know, they really give you that, we're like, who's coming next? We're meeting new people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What what shoe's going to drop? And you're always guessing. Yeah. And, you know, even to, like, the, the very end. And um, they, one clever thing they do is they never show you a full person's full rankings. They yeah. do cutaways of different ones, so you yeah. can never truly figure out, like, who's yeah, on top. Yeah, you don't top. know until, like, the very end. Yeah, like, Like, they'll show yeah. you some people's top, and they'll show yeah, you some like people's Chris bottom. Chris 4, and they cut yeah. to Chris and he's yeah. like mercedes dude yeah like some mercedes will be like i really love chris i feel like i bonded with him so great this week i'm putting him at my number one and then chris will be like i have mercedes at five and it's like oh <laughs> so i have a question for you yeah so we talk about a lot in the bachelor and and us you know talking about reality television when we watch it about producer influence and i you know i think the way that some people consume reality tv you know i assume if you're listening to this podcast you're listening to a reality tv podcast so you probably consume it like we do where <laughs> we like the reality but we also think of like you know like what's going on behind the scenes yeah. if we were talking about the circle app some people consume reality tv show for like what it is and yeah. that's fine i am not shaming those people sure. i would find that incredibly boring and i just that's not how i do it and right. you know it's right. it's to each their own right so with this show and we really haven't talked about it this much but how much producer influence do you think exists so i'll give you an example like the sean revealing her true self or some of kind of like the conversations that go on in the chats like how much working behind the scenes do you think there's going on because the reason i ask is i don't think there are things on the show that happen like perfectly but like i mean miranda and joey make out and that was television gold yeah and it's like does that happen by coincidence so what, what are your thoughts on that oh i have a lot of thoughts let's let's let's, let's do it okay so uh i don't want to say that I don't, I don't think this show has as much, like, prompting slash hand-holding as, like, The Bachelor does. Mm -hmm. Because I truly feel like The Bachelor, there is just a lot of, like, you taking a ton of people and being like, go. Like, go do your own thing. Yeah. And you're hoping that something good lands. That's not gonna happen. So they have producers who are like, go confront so-and-so. Go do this. Blah, blah, blah. Here's more drinks. Here's more drinks. Here's more drinks. <laughs> Feeding the liquor yeah. machine. So, like, I think that there's a lot more guidance from the Bachelor, Bachelorette sort of universe. In here, I think it might have been, like, people might be prompted for things. Like, like, oh, why don't you message? Or is there anyone you want to message today? Mm, or, like, sure. do you think it'd be smart to reach out to so-and-so? Because there are times right. where some people would just randomly message other people. It could have just been because they wanted to. It's more likely that a producer was, like, oh, why don't you reach out to so-and-so? Yeah. Or, like, maybe there's something in the contract where it's like, well, you have to message someone at some point, blah, 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 blah. I I'm pretty sure when you get on the show, you sign your life away. Yeah. And, like, mm -hmm. honestly, in exchange, you get to live in a dope apartment mm -hmm. for who knows how long. You yeah. have a shot at 100 grand and you make some friends. Like, Right, but before yeah. we before we stray too far, oh, yeah, I truly believe that the bit with joey and miranda i felt like that was so jokes really so, yeah it really felt so genuinely him but the fact that miranda went to joe but that's because they were like flirting the whole time mm. 
And I feel like, I don't know if, and he sent her home, remember? Yes. So she was probably upset and like confused because she thought that they had a connection. So like, why would she go to anyone else except maybe to see if anyone else was really who they were? But if she thought she had a connection with someone and then they betrayed her, of course, like it makes sense to me that she would go to him. Yeah. Now, if she was swaying between them, like between people, like maybe she was swaying between Joey and seeing if someone was who they really were, like let's say Rebecca. Um, a producer could have been like, "Why don't you go see Joe?" Like, and that I think would have been the extent of it. I don't think a producer would have been like, "You go walk to Joey's thing right now." As you say that, I don't think that would make a good interaction. You know. You know, as you say that, and and as I think about it. You're pro- I, I absolutely think you're right because uh, with, with that aspect because when they meet in person to person the reactions are so gold mm-hmm. if you practice you would lose that yeah like think about when Shuban meets Joey it's true yes, it's, it's true so genuine raw and there's no way that that couldn't have been no. prepped that couldn't no. have been coached no. because you'd ruin the moment so if, man I I'm telling you th- this show has found like the the perfect touch so uh, I'm gonna tell like a little like anecdote um I think this show so. Here's one for you listeners. Uh, those of you who are still with us, if you didn't jump the uh, spoiler ship. If you maybe don't know people who traditionally watch reality television, try The Circle. Yeah. Um. So our friend Nando, mm-hmm. uh, he's not a reality TV guy at all. Love The Circle. Mm. And I don't know, because I, I ingest all reality TV and professional wrestling under pretty much the same filter. Yeah. I'm like, this is a thing that is mostly staged. Yeah. I am enjoying it for what it is, and it, that, that makes me right. happy. Right. Like, I don't necessarily take it exactly at face value, but like, I know that there's some amount of production that goes into this, but I am I enjoy it. <laughs> yes. So, but I wonder for those people who might not traditionally like reality television, like, and again, it's, it's a very small sample size, maybe just Nando loved Joey, because right. he did love Joey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're recording, and oh, he listens. No. <laughs> go ahead, go. Um... So, so yeah, I, I wonder, you know, uh, why, and I'll, I'll probably ask him, but like why that works. And, you know, maybe it's because the show, maybe it's because the show does feel more genuine in those aspects yeah, where like, you, you, you kind of take that reality TV veil away and you're like, oh, you know, this is something it, it, it is completely put back up anytime they talk to the circle. Like yes. once they talk to the circle, yeah. I am put back into, ah, yes, it's a reality television show. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, just to compare this to a show, which I don't know if we'll talk about this on a future episode, too hot to handle the entire time i know i'm watching reality tv yeah and and that's the way too hot to handle works yeah i was gonna say that definitely so watching the circle felt it was so it is a reality show but it doesn't feel like you're watching a reality show i know you just said that in longer words but (laughs) well thank you for making it more (laughs) succinct i do appreciate that but like watching too hot to handle feels more like when you're watching the bachelorette yes you know you're sitting you're in an episode, a lot of drama and shenanigans are happening. The arcs are the same. Yeah, yeah, the same type of confessionals, the same type of villains, the same type of, like, whatever drama goes on. But this is, like, there's an element of, like, mystery to it. There's a fun competitiveness. You get to see who makes alliances with each other. You get to watch people learn about each other. The reveals are fun. The games are, like, a cute little addition into it that's just fun to watch. Um, it's just a very enjoyable show especially for people who don't necessarily like like reality shows so i want to tell this i think anecdote anecdote is the right word sure but i for the longest time tried to get my mom to watch the great british baking show without me like because i told her i loved it great show she was watching a lot of cooking network shows i was like watch this show you'll love it she would not watch it because she would watch the first five minutes get bored stop so i said to her i was like you got to get through one episode if you get through one episode and you're not hooked 
it's not for you. I sat with her, watched one episode, she watched the whole rest of the show. Like all eight seasons. All eight seasons without me because she got hooked to it. I feel the circle has a very similar thing to it. You watch the first episode, and the first episode feels longer than the other episodes because they do all the introductions. I also do think it is. Right. Like but, it's the- but like any any intro reality show goes, as you probably know, the intro episode is just like, there's a lot of introductions and there's not as much stuff going on. Yes. Because they have to do that. They have to do all the introductions so that you know who you're watching. If you get through that whole first episode and you are still not interested in watching, I don't know if it's the right show for you. Maybe give it a second episode to watch. <laughs> but it's just so easy to like watch and yeah. like find interesting and like just fall in love with the characters. They have a really strong starting team. Yes. Which and is great. <laughs> it's no wonder. By the way, those those final five, they're all from the beginning. They're all from the beginning. Yeah. So they do start with the rest of forward. It's because they save each other. So like... When Miranda went home, I'm pretty sure... It was like her or Shoe Bomb, right? No. It was uh, her or Rebecca. And the people uh, picking was Shoe Bomb right. and Joey. And Shoe Bomb convinced uh, Joey. That's right. And Joey's like, I'll go with you, Shoe Bomb, because yeah. you're my boy. And he's like, I trust you. I'll go with you. By the way, seriously, the connection between Joey and Shoe Bomb is the most wholesome, real connection that just fills my heart with so much joy when, when was the last time you saw something that wholesome on the bachelor jeez never never i don't think it's i don't think i've ever seen anything as that, wholesome as that as wholesome as that because i don't think i have because that is just i watch it and i've seen it and i already knew what happened and who these people were and i watched it again and it's just so pure because they just the, care about each other so much the only thing i can think about is maybe like ivan and ivan when he gets to see his brother for Uh, hometowns during tasha season that is the closest you'll get and still even that is like it's a different kind of wholesome yeah like they bamboozled ivan yeah (laughs) he didn't know his brother was coming and they brought his brother and it like totally it totally got him but i'm just like that and we talked about the time that got me yeah that was very like that was wholesome but this you get a lot of it at the end you get as everyone meets each other and sees each other and stuff like that you you really feel it and you can tell how like good at least these end people are like you really you feel it i um i would like to transition to maybe some critiques of the show just so we can't seem like we're shilling out for the circle we are not getting paid by the circle by the way but it we will gladly take yeah, your we'll money. accept your money we'll accept your and then I'll we take any we'll, i'll somehow money. go back and, and edit these episodes so this is all the best and now for the wrap-up um, <laughs> um so uh would you like to go first no why don't you go first oh, okay. I, I, I did blindside you yeah, yeah. a little my, what am i a bachelor producer <laughs> um so the show as a host has like a chris oh, harrison yeah. type and she's like this comedian mm-hmm. and so she she provides like the premise and gives you all the rules and, and all that stuff. Great. Please, I need that. Thank you. Problem is, she acts like this voiceover for, like, every person. Yeah. And it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. It's, there's these quippy jokes and a little too cute by half. And it's yeah. like, some of things are funny on their own. Mm-hmm. And then she says a line. And then I want to bash my head against the wall. What kills me is, she hosts the finale and she's good. Yeah, so here's the kicker. I, I don't... She introduces the show and you don't see her. You just hear right. her voice throughout the whole introduction of the show. You don't see her until the final episode. And all of those quips that she interjects 
were definitely added after, obviously, after everything was done filming and stuff yeah. like that. And they were like, just say this funny line. I, and some of them were a little funny. I remember some of them being funny. Yes. But more often than not, it was unnecessary and, like, detracting a little bit. Um, But, like, I'm not going to say every single one of the things she said was bad. Because sometimes it, it was funny. Yeah. It's just... It, it really felt like you were throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and hoping that some of it stuck. I, I think I think the things that is more useful for them being quippy is because I don't think you need to make the audience laugh to extra it's enjoyable on its yeah. own. What her role can serve is I don't think you don't need a voiceover person because they do that in plenty of shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially like Big Brother in the real world, but what she what, traditionally what they do is they they can set the context for what's going on. Now she could do that in a funny way, right? Yeah. You know, she could do like a. You know, like, oh, you know, so-and-so yeah. uh, talking to so-and-so about this thing because of what happened during the last meetup. You know, oh, hope this doesn't go awkward and, like, right. whatever. But, like, they they would, the person with the sandwich would say, like, oh, man, am I hungry? And, uh, and she'd be like, oh, I feel you, girl. And, and like, like, it would just be that. nothing, nothing. Right. So, like, some of the things that she interjected would be, like, explanatory. Like, they'd be like, and our guests are going to have a... A unique surprise coming their way. And Good. then, like, sure, that's fine. But, like, when when one of the guests or one of the contestants would just, like, burp or say something, she would comment on it. And I'm like, that you don't need that. Like, you don't need that there. <laughs> it felt like we were watching the the Circle Director's Commentary Edition. Yeah. And I almost want that to be a different version of the Circle that I opt into. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I... Turn it on on Netflix. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Did I watch the Russo brothers, um, you know, uh, commentary of Avengers Endgame? Obviously, but not the first time. <laughs> yeah. I gave it a minute. Yeah. So was there anything, was there anything else that you, or was I, it just that? I, so I alluded to, I, 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 I would like a little more age diversity to see how that would play. Um, yeah. I do think this is feeding into this kind of like, See, I, I hate to say that it's just, like, diving into, like, 2020s Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok culture because Karen was there, who was a 38-year-old blue-collar worker. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, that's definitely a different take. But I think, overall, it was this one kind of, um... Yeah, like, I am... culture's the wrong word, but, um, like, zeitgeist. Yeah. I do wonder if they... I wonder if that was on purpose, I guess, is my thought. Like, I wonder if they tested it with different age groups... And I wonder if it was, like, all of... If there was, like, more older people, did they vote off the younger people, vice versa? Like, like was it so obvious who was within what age group? Was it not as fun because, like, the interactions weren't as genuine? It, because, like... Like, think about if you had a 21-year-old talking to a 50-year-old, Yeah, right? it just... It would. also would feel a little bit more cringy, right? Like, just if... Like, what if the 50-something-year-old was, like, catfishing as, like, a younger person and then was talking to a younger like like some of it's a so, little like ugh. so you know what it is i i, I guess but. you could maybe balance it more towards so maybe not go that drastic but instead of having where we we had one karen like a amongst the exactly right karen it's was like so special though well but i'm saying like maybe like i don't know like i'm sure there are others could you get like a 32 year old like corn farmer from iowa oh that'd right? be great oh but, we did i'm sorry to interject no, that's fine we did watch the opening trailer for yeah. the circle brazil um which we were reading the captions but one of the people looked like an older meat butcher yes, yes. 
And that looks super interesting. They definitely had a wider range of ages. You know, these other countries are willing to play more with it's it true. because... Dude, we, I was like, I would watch, a, like, a meatball. Like, I want to see what he does. I'm almost tempted to watch the Brazil version just because I want more content. You know the word I was looking for? It almost is like the uh, the people who they have are fitting into, like, the American monoculture for mm. the 20 to 30-year-old. Because even though they're all different... Um, backgrounds races and ethnicities and gender they all kind of fit into this yeah. monoculture right yeah. because that's what it is yeah. like it's, it's very diverse like you go on yeah. to tiktok and it's like oh these are all different people i'm seeing but like it's all kind of the same kind of thing disagree disagree all right, all right. as someone I... who actually had a tiktok all right listen i i saw every age group i saw every gender i saw oh yeah every... What? No, but I mean age group as well. There was not just one, like, with, like, the circle-esque type of age range. Yeah, no, I I'm with you there. Okay. All of those people and things are... They are they're in this box, which is like the 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 TikTok content box, which doesn't really vary. Like TikTok content is like all of the same thing. Also disagree, but that's there, fine. Okay, ready? Find me on TikTok a theoretical physicist talking about like dark matter. You might be able to. No way. I someone find it for me. Someone find me the. the how cool would that be? It might exist. It, You're so quick to say it's not there. <laughs> But, like, it might exist. So how about this? How about this? Mm -hmm. So on the circle, how sick would it be to have a, like, 33-year-old PhD student mm. from, like, Oxford or MIT or Harvard, right? Because, mm -hmm. again, fitting in that age demographic, you know, but, like, might be totally pop culture right oh. like how like well, right like uh shubham because he was a wasn't he was a graduate of some type of prestige college or, wasn't he yeah but he, he was like very like social media ignorant right but I, he was more just like generic person like i'm trying to think of someone who more is like a Rhodes scholar like i'm talking like way, way like like smarter than all of those people no disrespect to shubham but also like like an academic type. I wouldn't call mm. Shubham an academic type, mm. right? They're not going to go on that show. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Wouldn't that be interesting? Would it? I think that this show might be more interesting if you could see those put... So, again, obviously, that person... So, talk about the genuineness, right? Mm -hmm. um, that person's not going to pretend to be Steve, the bodybuilder, sure, right? Sure. Could they go up there and, like, my name is Derek, whatever... I am a 33-year-old uh, PhD student at MIT mm -hmm. studying uh, theoretical physics and it's play with blah, 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 blah. And, like, all your pictures were, like, you in a lab coat, you with your dog, you cooking. And, like, that was you. Like, you presented yourself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's not – you're not catfishing. It's, like, like the Schumann technique, yeah, right? Like, yeah. would that work? I really – think it depends on the person themselves right like like any of these roles that these people play it really depends on the person like who that person sure is. Yeah, yeah, yeah um so, so yeah uh anything else you want to say about the circle so uh, how well you think I, I, i'll i'll give something up um so uh jo joey wins right he gets a hundred thousand dollars um and and he had some good re things he would do with it he's like i'm starting a new chapter in my life i gotta help an aunt out that was all very nice um, Chris Sapphire, um, he had an unfortunate story where um, his mom had some um, dental issues, mm -hmm. and she she like couldn't smile, and she needed dental surgery, and and he said beautiful fucking line. Yeah. Chris is bringing tears to my eyes. Uh, I want to provide a smile to the woman who gave me so many reasons to smile. I mean, oh. my God, so, oh. he's he's the best, he's right? So perfect. So uh, it's found out. 
not too long after the show airs because the story came out in like February and that wasn't mm-hmm. you it was know pre pandemic yeah so it was like a month after the yeah, show yeah. aired probably Sia you know like famous pop star Sia Russell Wilson's wife Sia uh, you mean yeah. uh. Wait, hold on. You want to say that Russell Wilson is Sia's husband? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. You know the per- like yeah the the person Sia woman who doesn't show her face. <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 woman who Russell Wilson is lucky to be married. Yes. To. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, she paid for her dental surgery. She paid. Yeah. She paid for Chris's mom's dental, dental surgery. Just decided to cover it. How that happened? No fucking. She's a Chris fan. Chris Sapphire fan. I guess he really yeah. has that big of a personality. Like, he just is so good. Yeah, and, like, well, the way the announcement was made was, like, like blew my mind because she didn't come out and say, here's new teeth, right? It was, like, Chris had the photo of her at post-surgery, big, beautiful white smile, loved it. And he said, like, so glad my mom can smile, blah, blah, blah. Need to send all my love and thanks to at Sia for making this possible. Heart, 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 heart. And it's, like, wait, like, yeah, that Sia, not some lady named sia no like sia um stab's just insane yeah um i follow chris sapphire on instagram it's great uh he has a uh manscape picked him up as a spokesperson because they'll just i don't say they'll give it to anyone excuse you i get overexposed to manscape because too many things that i follow Uh, advertise manscape okay and they're trying so hard to get me but you can't unless you want to do ads on this podcast then yeah it'd be very um, fitting within the finale chris's makeup is fucking phenomenal it is just perfect his eyeshadow is perfect you might be able to... his jacket is perfect everything is just you might be able to follow him and uh just uh you just look at him yeah. he's just so pretty and perfect he's on cameo yeah which like yeah all those goddamn dollars Joey's do probably it. On cameo sure too. All... i don't know if they're all on cameo i think shoe bombs on ah. cameo so... I just smacked Michelle. I was like, yeah. Phew. So eager to see if Shoe Bomb was on Cameo. I typed in camels. <laughs> All right. We to... All right so I, I, I think we've gone on long enough. This yeah. is, um, watch the circle. Every, you gotten this far. Gotta tell you, every episode, we're like, this is gonna be a short episode. And then no, it's... we can't do it. We talk too much. We, we. <laughs> Shoe Bomb is not. No, of course he's not. He's not a sellout. Can't tell. Is it Joe? I, know I Joe... don't know. Oh, Joey Sasso. Yeah. How much do you think Joey Netflix, is? the circle. I don't know. About 45. $45 to get a cameo from Joey. I like that. And what about Chris? He's gotta be like 75 Yeah, I'd pay more for Chris. This is great. Only How 65 much? Wow, what a steal. Oh, so good. Yeah, he probably does like really good cameos. I'm sure he does. He's fabulous, right? <laughs> Hello there, Miss Holly. It is me, your greatest foodie, Mr. Chris Sapphire, stopping on by on behalf of Scott Granwood, who, honey, has told me that something so magical and special is happening for you on this very blessed day. And together, darling, together, because he's here with me in spirit, and so is Evan and Eric. All of us want to say to you, <laughs> birthday oh, to you. Happy he's so great. Yeah, you. <laughs> 40 Holly. Is he a bracelet? Yeah. Oh, Chris. Happy 40th, honey. Oh. I hope on behalf of all these amazing people that love you that you have the most spectacular day. Oh, he's so perfect. On this portrait around the sun. It is around the sun, right? Yeah, around. Dude, it keeps going. It, 
$65 well spent. Yeah, honestly. Honestly. If you're going to pay $65, like, you don't want to pay it to an actor who already has a lot of money. You want to pay it to, like, these up-and-coming people who are, like, going to work for you, you know? Um, I, I think that, um, it's, it's so weird. I think Cammy, like, you really got to pick your spots. Yeah. Uh, uh, our friend Bob uh, got for his wife, Lindsay, a cameo of her favorite goaltender, Martin Brodeur former devil for the uh, New Jersey Devils mm-hmm. and like stoked and yeah. but like his was good too like he talked about how she was a goalie and like yeah. how his daughter is like play field hockey stuff. so like I-, I think you need to like pick your spots but yeah. I think you could figure out like who would give a good cameo yeah yeah I should get on cameo you think I get on cameo <laughs> I love you but I think no. they have free tiers of cameo um so okay uh that was the circle we encourage you to watch season two of the circle yes. which comes out April 14th Yes. And then April 15th, we're recording our episode, which will come out on April 16th. Right. So what we're going to do is we'll briefly talk about the first four episodes of, maybe not even the first four, maybe just like the first couple. I guess as many as we can watch by the time we record. Um, At least up to, we can give, um, so what's nice is we can talk about like predictions and stuff, right? Sure. Um, We we, we can talk about what we think of the cast, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So the show we're going to cover is Too Hot to Handle. Yeah, I don't think that there's, like, a ton to go over there, so it'll be good, because we can, like, we'll talk about To Add to Handle, and we'll we'll talk about what it does well and yeah. what it doesn't, and then we'll spend some time talking about the premiere of The Circle Season yeah. 2. And it's also good prep, because after The Circle Season 2 comes out, they are dropping Season 2 of Too Hot to Handle. That's a lot I, of content, guys. I assume we'll watch it, right? Like, we yeah. eh, it, I love it, and hate enough to not watch it again. Yeah. I'm hoping they could like make it better. I'm not as excited about it as I am for the Circle Season 2. No, I am I am but, so ready for the Circle. But also, my concern with the Circle Season 2 is that it's not going to live up to my expectations from Season 1. It won't. It won't. But see, this is why... Um, was it Too Hot to Handle Season 2 or Love is Blind? That's coming out after that? Yeah. Too Hot to Handle Season 2. So Too Hot to Handle... I feel like it can only be the same or better. Like, how much worse yeah, can it, it can't, get? Yeah, it's true. It can't be worse. So, so. yeah. Okay. So, so next week... Or not, in two weeks. Two weeks. In two weeks, guys. Uh, we will be doing Too Hot to Handle, and we will cover the first few episodes, or at least as many episodes as we can. At least we'll be going over the cast. <laughs> at the very least, we'll be going over the cast from The Circle Season 2. Yeah. I think, like, you and me are going to blow through the first four episodes. Because we're just going to want to... I'm telling you, we're just going to want to watch. Look, I so badly want to. It just falls on a Wednesday, which is when I have my class. Yeah. And then we record on Thursday. We'll, we'll find time. We'll find time. All right, everyone. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, check out the other uh, podcasts on the Pop Break Network, they if just, you please. They just dropped that sweet one that we were in, that sweet podcast that we interjected in. Yeah, we talked about um, like WandaVision and the Marvel shows in general, Marvel movies and shows in general. Yep, the MCU stuff and like what we like, what we don't. A lot of different uh, people, podcasters within the Pop Break were uh featured within that review and we are just looking up the title of it, the review it was now. the oh i had it up the whole time um <laughs> the it was the avengers assemble of yes. the pop break universe yeah it's um, cute oh, wait, it. it's, the episode is called pop break assembled pop break assembled <laughs> so um yeah pl- please uh check out the pop break assembled podcast yeah. on pop break tv check out live laugh lovely um check out blurred watchers um that's basically they're going over um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Cute. Get it? Blurred instead of bird. I get it. Um, and they, blurred sounds like bird. Yeah. And like bird watching. Yeah, yeah. And Falcon? Yep. It's a bird. And they're also covering Zack Snyder's Justice League and even more anime. So that sounds yeah. like a great episode. Um, 
So check that out. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely listen to Pop Break Assemble and hear our uh, sweet takes on the MCU. Yeah. Uh, as well as everyone else's sweet takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Rose's Rejections. Um, yeah, and check us out. You're at M. Karachi underscore Designs. <laughs> yes, I'm at M. Karachi Designs. Um, check out my pod- other podcast, Mostly Nitpicking. We just went over Zack Snyder's Justice League. We recorded a nearly five-hour podcast. Yeah, it was long. Which sounds impossible. Did you listen? No, but I finished my class and went to bed before you <laughs> finished. <laughs> and uh, we also did Kong v. Godzilla. Um, we talk about who won and why it's dumb. I realized that your whole podcast, I couldn't even finish between my lunch and finishing work. Like, oh yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, but it's cool. You, you like how we watch the circle? You just listen to a bitch like, and I'm stopping it. <laughs> so, um, thanks everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. In two weeks with the circle season two and too hot to handle. Yes. Bye, guys. We love you.